Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Hey, what's up, Derek? What's new? What's happening? What's shaking? What's doing? What it is? What it was? What it always shall be? <laughs> I've got nothing. Nothing, nothing? really new. No, nothing new? No. Just status quo? Just enjoying the warmer weather, finally. Oh, warmer weather's here. Nice and finally, sunny all week. Finally. Beautiful sitting there at work. I'm yeah. looking out the window thinking, oh, it'd be a gorgeous day. And I look at the weather and it's supposed to rain all weekend. <laughs> it had better not well, be another one of those summers oh, where it's beautiful gen- all week yeah. long. And then come Saturday morning, the rain starts. We had one of those like four years ago. Four or years like ago. Every yeah. weekend. Yeah, it was irritating. Yeah. Irritating is a... It, it's it's great if maybe you're a shift worker or something like that because you often get uh, well, a day off during the week yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, but mm. I'm gonna maybe start talking to my boss. Hey, can I have weekend? I'll work weekends, <laughs> but you give me like Tuesday, Wednesday off. <laughs> Perfect. It's <laughs> a win-win situation, buddy. Yeah, uh, nice and sunny, warm. Like I say, now it's calling for rain this week and that sort of stuff. Winds. Last week. That was crazy. Let's talk a little bit of weather and weird winds and That was crazy. I thought it, I, I I have to say I'm I'm there's been a few times where we had some high winds and I'm talking there's been high winds, to me yeah. in Bowmanville, but I've never seen winds this high. We lost shingles. Yeah? Yeah. We lost my, some shingles off the roof. My shingles are brand new. They're only about two or three years old, so they, they held up really good. Yeah. Well, mine's only, mine's only about 10 years old. But the way my house is situated, yeah. my house, because if you picture our street is a U-shaped, yeah. we're right on the end of the U, and my house lines up perfectly with all the backyards. Oh. So it all just funnels straight down and it hits the back of my house directly. Yeah. So it just hits that roof and, like, <laughs> I mean, you can see it was just, and then all of a sudden, eventually it just, yeah. I lost like four or five shingles, you know, and they end up in my front lawn, but perfect. So yeah. I can just go back and put them back up. <laughs> Get some of that caulking stuff yeah. and put it on and, and slap them back down. And, and surprisingly, it was a nice day. Oh, like, it was a beautiful day. sunny and warm. Like I was out in my yard ta- talking to my neighbor. And uh, so I've got a couple of huge trees in my backyard. He's got a big, big tree in his backyard. And so we're sitting there talking and chatting and, and we keep getting distracted by the, all the trees smashing together and the branches yeah. creaking. And it's like, we finally says, okay, well, we got to jag this in. It's, <laughs> I don't trust that tree. <laughs> well, down where I go canoeing and kayaking there in Rotary Park in Ajax here, um, there was a massive tree and it was ripped right out of the ground. Like the big roots are, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. are hanging out and yeah. everything. Yeah. These are huh. right out of the ground. Wow. And this thing was huge. So, yeah, those, they're 120 kilometer an hour winds. Yeah, I think I saw peak of 122. Mm-hmm. It was on the news. The, the Oh, it was the article about uh, the the power poles and stuff that went down at Owasco and the police said. Oh, don't even get me started peaking, on that. The peaking, the peaking winds that they had, uh, the police declared were about 122 mm-hmm. that they were concerned with. So. Well, those Owasco is where I store my trailer. Yes. And I got an, I got it. There's only one thing worse than getting the email that says, just so you know, with all the winds, we had power lines snap and it sparked a small fire. Or no, was it small fire? It sparked a, fi- a fire. Yeah. It didn't make it sound that bad. It wasn't a small fire. And then today I get an email saying... You might want to contact your insurance company because it was a massive fire. And please 
email us with a time slot you'd prefer to come in yeah. and they're by appointment only. Yeah. So you've got to register, get an appointment time and go in to see if your trailer is still there. Wow. Like not burnt to a crisp. Huh. <laughs> so this Friday, I tomorrow, I guess a t- a Friday, I will be finding out 8.15 in the morning. I'll be there and I'll find out if my trailer is yeah, it has still to be during there. the week because you could yeah. just go on no, Saturday. No, they, no, they Monday to Friday. Oh, they're not open Saturdays. Well, they're not letting anybody in Saturdays or no. Sundays, I guess. Huh. And uh, but see, they were moving, so I they mm-hmm. declaring tin, right? They're not. So they, that's it's still where, a skeleton. It's not built. Yeah, I thought my trailer was being stored in Clarington over the winter. Oh no, yeah, it's a construction no. site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm finding, oh, because I'm thinking, ah, nothing to worry about. <laughs> Let it have a fire because my trailer's in Clarington, yeah, and now I'm finding good. out. No, it's not. <laughs> it's still at the old uh, Owasco uh, yeah. storage site on over by Thixon there on Thornton. So, I could be minus one trailer. Yeah. I called my insurance people and told them, Hey, <laughs> haven't talked to you in a little while. <laughs> How you doing? How are things? Good. Got a problem. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll find out uh, Friday if, if I'll be looking for... Yeah. But... You know, I, I don't know that I'll buy another trailer though. If if it's toasted and they write yeah. it off or whatever, because you got to think. Because one of the guys that I work with said he was going by, and he saw like the big aerial trucks and everything there. Oh, okay. So even if it doesn't have fire damage, I'm sure it's going to have an awful lot of water damage. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> my sister-in-law and her daughters, my nieces were, uh, they were watching Black Panther that afternoon on Friday afternoon. They, and they, uh, they said there's 15 minutes left of the movie and. Boom, the whole theater lost all power. Yeah. And that theater is about a kilometer away from Owasco. <laughs> they yep. said when they left, they had to, they have to drive past Owasco to get home. And uh, they said there there was just big clouds of black smoke everywhere. Like everything was obscured and it's like, what's going on? And I guess what it was, they uh, they lost like, they didn't say how many, but they said lost several power poles, yeah. which all came crashing down on top of the RV storage yard. And... One of the RVs had a propane tank that blew and burst, and that whole cloud of propane caught fire. And then I don't know how many RVs burned, but it sounds like it was a pretty big fire. Yeah. I've, um, see, I always say, I mean, I've just got the pop up trailer, right? Yeah. But I, I mean, it's a big pop up trailer, but you yeah, know, still. Uh, but I always keep my propane tanks at home over the winter. Okay. Because trying to get them filled, because I barbecue yeah. all winter long, right? So I've always got a spare barbecue tank sitting mm-hmm. there in my garage waiting in case yeah. I run out of my barbecue. I can just switch them over rather than having yeah. to head on over somewhere and try to get it filled. With motorhomes, they have fixed propane tanks. Yeah. So... You can't take them out. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I'm not... I'm not, I'm just... Is what it is. There's yeah. nothing I can do about it. Exactly, I'll, yeah. Just hopefully, you know, things work out right. And Because they you sign a paper with storage, right? Yeah, we are not responsible. If something happens, <laughs> we are not responsible for acts of God or anything else. If somebody <laughs> steals it, it's your problem. If the jolly green giant falls out of the sky and happens to land on top of your trailer, you are S-O-L. It has nothing to do with us. That's a you problem, not an us problem. So hopefully jolly green giants are covered in my insurance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I call my insurance people today and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of power outages and the pe- there was a lot of people out, out of power like for a long time. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm i on uh, Hydro One and Viridian notifications 
and uh, through Twitter. And so I hear about all the outages mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, and Viridian, which supplies most of Durham region, it, it's just been a stream, a constant stream of tweets about power outages wherever in Durham region, right? Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, we had a little bit of... Um Bl- not not really blinking even just like a little stutter yeah. in power you know like your your power dims and then goes bright again yeah sort of thing ours never that even happened blinked. a couple of times but other than that yeah. ours never even blinked yeah yeah we had <laughs> blinkies and then we had an earthquake yes in Ontario an earthquake. <laughs> my, the damage in my backyard is astounding my lawn chair <laughs> fell over <laughs> 2.4, magnitude of 2.4, yeah. that's, that's 14 kilometers south southeast of Ajax yeah. in Lake Ontario. A 2.4 is considered uh, feeling a large truck drive past your house. So hmm. it's, it's it's not that big. Yeah, I had no idea what even happened until yeah. <laughs> somebody sent me an email saying, did you know there was an earthquake? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> we routinely in Bowmanville, every... Uh, Every Thursday at around two o'clock, we have about a two point oh magnitude earthquake. Every Thursday at about two. Really? Yeah. Why? Because Saint Mary Cement blasts the uh, open pit quarry for the limestone. Right. <laughs> and it feels like about a, a pro. I, I saw numbers before. They say depending on the size of the blast, it's usually between one point eight and two point something. Right. So yeah. it's just enough to it shakes the the house. You can hear the boards and beams creak a bit and whatever, but it's never enough to cause any damage. Of course, your lawn chair fell over. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I used to live in a basement apartment. And first time, first time I felt this like <gasps> earthquake. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, that was Saint Mary Cement. No, we just had, like I say, it was a small little earthquake, but yeah. Tell you. <laughs> Hawaii's getting volcanoes. We're getting earthquakes. Yeah. And winds, tornadoes. Hawaii's uh, Kilo- Mount Kilauea is, is like on a huge... It hasn't been this Expansion. active. Hasn't been this active since I think the 70s or something. Yeah. So it's just... It's it's like taking over. There's people losing houses and property. Well, you saw and, the car video. Yeah, the Mustang the big, burn up. Yeah, the big thing of lava yeah. coming down and... Swallowing the car. It was weird the way yeah. the lava rolled, right? Yeah. It was like, oh. What does it? And there's been pictures of people kayaking and stuff right up to oh, yeah? where the lava's dumping into the ocean and stuff. Yeah, I don't think I take like, chances yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> I'm the guy that's going to go, and all of a sudden it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, all of a sudden there's going to be this big well, spurt. There's also sulfuric gas that flows out of these volcanoes, right? Yeah, I know. So they're, Taco they're, Tuesday, you haven't been to my house. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're evacuating certain areas because of these bursts of uh, sulfuric something gases and yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i don't know Uh, it is getting warmer though yes ice is disappearing off the lakes the rivers are high Um, so rivers around here about two feet higher is is the park open yet for camping like a golf and stuff no still not not yet eh? not yet i think they're talking this weekend but lakes are still frozen over yeah right well what is it the historic late date for Algonquin Park is like May 17th or something. Yeah, like mid-May. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still we're still, we're still on track yeah. to be early. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. You know what? I mean, people have been camping and stuff like that. They're just yes. not... You can't get on the I've water and stuff. I've seen so many posts. Like, people are going into uh, uh, QE2 Provincial Park. I yep. saw David Bain was there last weekend. Yep. And so quite a few people Smaller around. lakes and yeah. rivers that are totally yeah, uncovered. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like I say, I've been down at the end of our place doing some kayaking and stuff and... Um, been getting out and 
Yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's fine. You can get out. You can do some camping and stuff like that. You just got to watch because bushes and stuff where it's dark usually, it's going to yeah. hold the snow in that a bit longer. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you're going to have a little big lakes here, that right? are massively thick ice. They're not totally uncovered yet. Yeah, but exactly. They're getting there. You know, yeah. they're, they're, you can see you can see open water now. I saw a parks update on the weekend from Algonquin Park and uh, so one of the wardens or whatever drove down Highway 60 and took pictures of all the ice. Mm-hmm. So pretty much every single Highway 60 corridor or lake was covered with ice. Yeah, well, they're doing daily ones now. Yeah. So the others yeah, like Opiongo and so stuff like that, they're starting to, to break up soon. Yeah, yeah, it's breaking up. Um, even Tomogamy is, is breaking up, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so not fully. Um, but yeah, there's like, like I say, the rivers and that are, mm-hmm. but the big lakes are still covered. Yeah. So cool. just got to be careful when you're out on the ice and when you're traveling, stuff like that. Yeah. This time of year, like I'm not even close to getting on the ice. Yeah. No, nobody should be nice this time no. of year. If it's not wide open and a nice day. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not out there. So, and if you are, um, going on the rivers and stuff like that, remember they're high, and they're cold. running faster. <laughs> and as they say, you dress for the water temperature. Yep. You Absolutely. don't dress for the outside temperature. Cause yep. otherwise today, man, I'd be out there in the nude. Because <laughs> it was a nice day today. Nobody needs to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't even need to see that. <laughs> uh, I have been, however, uh, in the continuing the continuing story <laughs> of Sean's kayaking adventures. I uh, made a couple more attempts down kayaking down at Rotary I Park. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Looked like it went well. Except yes. You cut yourself or something? Yeah. So I, ha- I had my GoPro. Yeah. I've got the GoPro Hero 3. I don't know if anybody else has had this problem, but the batteries suck on it. Yeah. Absolutely suck. So I put the, charge, charge my, I got four batteries, charged mm-hmm. them all. I put one in last week. It sat there for the, for all week. I turned it on and like all of a sudden here is a, a, about two minutes, two minutes, three minutes in. <laughs> it just, it turns off. Like yeah. you hear the beep, beep, beep yeah. and it turned off. The battery's dead. <laughs> I didn't even, I've used it all of two minutes. It sat in my, yeah. so I don't know if I got to take the battery out because the, I just, I had to reach into the hatch behind me oh, okay. and pull out my spare batteries, yeah. put it in and it was fully charged. So I'm thinking something in that camera keeps the, uh, the batteries, drains the batteries oh, while they're okay. just sitting there. Yeah. So every time you're done using it, you got to take a battery out. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I've never been happy with the GoPro, but. Whatever. It, I've got the suction mount. It sits on the front of my kayak yeah. and I pointed it forward. I, I suction chased Suction mount and a tether? And a tether. Yeah. Okay. Just in case. <laughs> I'm, I'm paranoid that way. Cause yeah, I took a picture. There was a picture there with my GoPro. Yeah. And there's a, a string wrapped it, like some cord wrapped around and tied to yeah. the suction cup part. And I've tied that onto the actual kayak. Mm-hmm. So if the suction cup lets go and the GoPro goes over the side, it's still held on by rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard of a few people who've lost their GoPros in the water. Yeah. Oops. So, um, yeah, so I, I went on down. So I reached behind me, flipped open the little hatch thingy, right? Yeah. Reached in to, to grab the, the bag that had my camera batteries yeah. in it. And I nicked my finger on the edge of the, the hatch. hatch. So the hatch. So the plastic part, right? It's that sharp. Sliced my finger. Does that look like a big cut? No, it I mean, doesn't. it's a nice little scratch, yeah. but nothing major, right? Mm-hmm. You would swear I nicked a major artery. <laughs> I had blood everywhere. 
Like it was, it was on my on my life jacket. It was on the kayak. It was on the hatch. It was on my gear. It was on my GoPro. Somebody called the cops. It's, it's, it's like I was doing some sort of sacrifice to the gods out on the water. It was this little little cut. So I ended up actually. I have this this cloth that I used to cover. Um, because the band-aids weren't cut, weren't cutting just, it. Yeah. They, they were just like, just soaking right through. Wow. So I had this big cloth that I usually wrap around my GoPro to keep it from getting scratched. Yeah. So I just took that, wrapped it all around and put an elastic on it. So I had this <laughs> massive, <laughs> this massive roll around my finger. Field right? dressing. Yeah. And, uh, was, you know, I was like, oh, did you lose a finger? Apparently. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So God, I changed all that. And then I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just going to lay this rubber hatch cover on because, you know, I'm trying to get that. Because you're trying to reach behind you with yeah. one arm yeah. and you're stretching and everything. It's like, you know what? Like, I don't bend this way. Yeah. Never have. Probably never will. So I put my water bottle back in. I put the bag, dry bag with the batteries and stuff back in. And I put the hatch, the, the plastic hatch cover on. I just gave it a little push down. Snap. It went right into place. Oh, yeah? Snapped on, no problem, sealed everything. <laughs> so, you know what? It'll never happen again. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so uh, yeah, I continued on and paddled down and around. and Getting more confident, are you? You know what? It's not the paddling that's the problem. It's it's the back support. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. It's I, I had the uh, the seat all adjusted and everything, but it's, it's like I want to keep sliding forward and... You're, you're finding yourself slouching. Okay, yeah. Right? I the, always found it harder on my back. Yeah, and that because you're, you're thinking, well, you're used to having like a seat back. Yep. You know, like on a chair that I'm sitting in here. Mm-hmm. You know, right up halfway up your back. But, but this so only goes low. around your belt area. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that, that there's nothing there to keep you mm-hmm. from moving forward or backwards. So you're always adjusting. You're, and, and you're, you're always like, using oh. your muscles to hold yourself up. Yeah, and then you don't know if you're leaning too far forward mm-hmm. or slouching too far back. Yeah. And, you end up concentrating on that all the time. It's just like on a portage. You're concentrating on how sore your shoulders are. Exactly. Rather yeah. than doing the portage, right? Yeah. So it's the same sort of thing. You're thinking there, oh, man. My... But other than that, no, I was getting the paddling down, no problems, the turning, and um, zipped all the way up and around, down up the river a little ways, followed a swan for a little while, Canada geese, saw some birds, and uh, got so far, and I said, you know, I'll just turn around and, I forgot when the river's coming down to the back to the lake, um, that picks up pretty fast. There's a little bit of flow there. There's a bit of flow there. <laughs> so, you know, it takes you 15 minutes to get up, three seconds to get back. <laughs> yeah, just cruise right on back. Uh, now, there's the bridge you go under that goes out in the Lake Ontario, and the yeah. waves were just coming oh, in. Oh, okay. So I went to the bridge and did a nice little U-turn, and, <laughs> and then all of a sudden shoots me, caught, caught a couple waves to shoot me back into, okay, the, cool. into the main yeah. part there, but... Yeah, there's no way, with without the experience level, yeah. there's no way I'm going out on the lake yet. Not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like if it was a nice calm day, I would have doodled out there and checked yeah. out Lake Ontario, you know, close to shore, that sort of thing. But when the waves are coming like that, if you don't have the experience yet. Oh no, yeah, exactly. Don't. Yeah. Don't. You, you stay in a nice secluded, yep. controlled area yeah. that, you know. Controlled environment. Yeah. Um, getting in and out of the kayak I don't know if I look like a beach whale or a hippo trying to screw a football. (laughs) (laughs) It's not something you want to (laughs) see. So so once I'm in, I'm good. Yeah. 
I get in there. I'm like, hey, this is good. Getting the, the skirt on and pff, off I go. Getting out is <laughs> like, you know what? They just, uh, so- you, get, you get one foot out. And then you're about to get your other foot out, and then all of a sudden you feel yourself going over. So you put that foot, that leg back down, and you straighten out. And then you bring that leg to come back, <laughs> and then you start tipping over. It's like, okay, so I'm just going to put one leg in. I'm going to cut the other one off and <laughs> paddle with one leg. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's still some of some of that. And uh, I've been watching videos on getting in and out at high docks and stuff like that. Oh, okay. and, and, of course, some guy shows up with a, a paddle on top kayak. And, oh, a sit on top. Yeah, sit, a sit on top kayak, and uh, they put in the dock down at Rotary Park here. Oh, it's in now. It's in, but it's a high dock, so when you're sitting in the kayak, um, that dock is probably at shoulder level. Oh wow, it's that high. Huh. And there's no way I'm getting out of my kayak to get up on top of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But dude, who's got to sit on top, he just steps down onto onto that drops himself like really quickly yeah. and off he goes <laughs> so I feel like throwing a rock at him but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what though yeah this is I mean I, the the last couple times there have been so much better than the first time out on that yeah. really windy day mm-hmm. so yeah it's just getting in and out and the back thing that's yeah. but that's, that's I think that's just something you gotta get used to and you know <laughs> practice 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 right you going out this weekend uh, I'm supposed to maybe going on Sunday morning yeah. for a while. Um, I'm not sure about, I might go Saturday. I'm not sure. Sunday's Mother's Day. Yeah. The kids are taking mom to the Royal York for oh. Mother's Day brunch. Nice. Dear old dad's paying for it, but they're going. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you know what? Uh, Ariana is, um, wanted to do something really nice for her this year and, Castle Loma has a nice Mother's Day brunch thing, but oh, okay. sells out like that. Yeah. So we came across a couple of she's upset about it and couldn't find anything. And I said, well, what about this? And she like, well, that's too expensive. Ah, I gotcha. <laughs> so the two of them, well, are you going to come? She's not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they're all going to go do that. So I might, I might end up out uh, Sunday morning as well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll try and join you. I can, I'll use the backcountry customs canoe kayak. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what I else is up? Up. You don't have a second paddle. No. And I sold mine. Oh, you're such a wiener. I, I, I've been meaning to get another paddle anyways, so nah, maybe, that's a maybe I'll do that. Maybe that's something I'll do on Friday. Buy a paddle. I buy a paddle and uh, get a uh, a seat back support thing for the backcountry custom I canoe. got two orange flotation seats. Yeah? Yeah. You put You sit on one, you put the other behind your back. Well, I was thinking of doing something proper. If we're going to be using this all summer, I was thinking of buying a, a, a proper... A, for, well, one of the stadium seat things, right? Well, I was thinking of just... Tr- what I could do initially is is remove the seat and backrest from my whitewater kayak and just install it in the in the backcountry custom canoe kayak. Like just lay it in there? No, it, it mounts. There's, there's, it, it'll tie off on the, uh, on the wooden uh, uh, ribs and stuff inside the kayak. So oh, it really? just it just ties off. Oh, okay. So I I I don't know if it'll be a perfect fit, but maybe it'll just sit in there. As long as it holds yeah. our fat asses, yeah. I don't care. Because the the key thing is the, the that which is already mounted in there is the is the foot braces. Yes, they're so, already in there. So other than the foot braces, you just need something to sit on and something yeah. to press your back against, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, that's why that's why I was thinking the uh, orange flotation squares I've got. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, you just lay one down, which you sit on, mm-hmm. and the other you just put behind your back. And yeah, it's movable, right? Yeah, do. Yeah. But so, I was thinking if we're going to... But you need a paddle. Since we, yeah, I need a paddle, and I was thinking since we have that kayak all summer, we'll... Throw yeah. that in there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 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 Saturday out of Bowmanville? Yeah. But let me check first. Like, I, I know I know she, my wife has a book club on Saturday night. Speaking of book club... <laughs> I still haven't cracked that cover. You still haven't cracked that book. Oh, See, my man. book club is not about reading. It's about collecting a book. Yeah, I, I, I got I, a book. Yeah. You, you don't want to ruin the value of the book by cracking the cover, right? That's a comic book, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's a comic book. Something different. And, you know, I was thinking about that. Uh, actually, this week I was thinking about that book, and uh, I think like I used to, I used to read a lot, and uh, and I used to read a lot camping. Ever since I had the kids, mm-hmm. it's camping is there's no quiet time when when you have a four and a and a seven year old, right? No, but so, see, I used to I used to read a lot before I went to bed, but now my my days end at like midnight. Yeah. So if I go upstairs to read in five minutes, I got a book on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up an hour and a half later because I can't breathe. Yeah. Because I got a book on my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do a, a solo trip or two this summer and. And get back into, you know, some reading. reading? And, and I bought a harmonica years ago that I've been meaning to get out on a solo trip. So I don't want to harass people with it. So I, 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 I picked up a, uh, a little lesson how to play a harmonica thing. And I was, maybe I'll head out and on some secluded little campsite and <laughs> harass the birds. How long will it take you to get to the Arctic? Because <laughs> no one wants to hear that. No, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> And Derek's book reading harmonica tour. <laughs> I was watching into a city near you. Who's who's Survivor Man? Um, Les Stroud. Les Stroud. I was watching one of his episodes the other day. Last. Oh, week. he always plays the harmonica. Yeah, and he's so good. Yeah. I think there it's was amazing. Was there not an episode where he had to take it apart? No, I don't know. I know there's an episode oh, where he, he took it, one of his he, he, film cameras apart. Yes, he took a camera apart for the lens to start a fire. But I think he's. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking it wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of the camera, but I thought at one point he took his harmonica yeah. part or something, but maybe not. Possibly. Yeah. Mm. Because he does stuff like that. He just devises yeah. situations where you might have to destroy your gear mm-hmm. to save your life, right? So I, I saw the one where he destroys the camera. He uh, One where you destroy the camera, he used a battery to start a fire. He used a, a, uh, a lens from the camera to start a fire. And But anyways, the, the harmonica thing, it's... Watching him play the harmonica in that episode was like, oh man, I got to learn how to play that. So you can sit in the middle of a lake while drifting down a river, maybe. Yeah. Just play your harmonica. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Animals come out and trample you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bust attack, your canoe. Moose attack me. <laughs> uh, you were telling me about a something that would be good for sea kayakers. Oh, yes. A watch. I was, uh, I was, now this is... I grew up in New Brunswick, uh, Bay of Funday. Uh, you know, I did a lot of stuff on, in, in Nova Scotia, and I lived out in BC. So I had a lot of uh, a lot of times where I've come across needing to know tides and and whatnot. Uh, like for example, reversing falls in St. John, you've got to nail the tides, or you can't get through the reversing falls unless you want to do whitewater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and anyway, so I came across this. Uh, it's the um, Nixon. What's it? Uh, Base Tide Pro. Base Tide Pro. I gotta unlock my computer here. So the Nixon Base Tide Pro. I came across this the other day. They just released a new one. So they've they've got a bunch of other tide watches, and for the most part, these are geared towards surfers. 
so you can catch the better waves and, mm -hmm. and whatever, right? But this would be ideally perfect for for coastal paddlers, like sea kayakers. Sea kayakers, yeah. If you're and and unfortunately, like there's, it it seems like there's not as many uh, uh, data points to draw from for Canada, but well, like I say, it's it's more for the coasts, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we we've talked about this before. We came on the air here, looking at it, and it's like, yeah, I mean, if, and if you're a canoeist, like this ain't gonna do it for you. Oh no, and if it, you're it's landlocked, strictly, uh, yeah, yeah, this it's is strictly the yeah. coast of the oceans. Yeah, so if you're in Nova Scotia, you do sea kayaking, or if you're up in Vancouver Island, and there's a lot of uh, data point sets uh, up on, off of Vancouver Island, mm -hmm. and but and most of them are like you know coastal U.S. and Australia and stuff like that. Anyways, South America, where there's a lot of India, yeah. a lot of them in the U.K. Yes. I know it's a lot of the points are in the UK. Yeah. Spain. Yeah. Stuff like that. And I, I think it's just demand, right? Yeah. So there, but you know, it, it does, I don't think it takes much to create a data point for Canada or, or more of them. Yeah. Well, they say 550 data points, different beaches. Yeah. Uh, around the world over 15 years worth of data. Yeah. Right. So that's, so. that's incredible. Like the, this would be, this would be a really handy unit, a really handy device. Like I'm always, uh, Tides aren't, they don't work like clockwork. There's theres a certain amount of time before and after a, a high and a low tide. And so you can't say, oh, it's, you know, 6 a.m., 6 p.m. No, it's like, it's about eight or nine hours, like in New Brunswick, I know. And uh, so you're to, if you're going to be wondering about uh, ebb and surge flows, if you're kayaking in sketchy areas, you, you don't want to be fighting a, uh, a, a, uh, uh, tide that's going out that could draw you out to sea, right? Right. So you want to, you, if you're going to plan your trip, plan your day, and you you want to know the tides, so that you can make sure that you know it's a safety factor, right? So I I I got used to using a lot of tide charts, and you get lots of papers, and you get books and whatever. So it's uh, but to have it on your wrist, it's really handy. It's another one of those, and you know a lot of people poo poo all the electronic devices, mm -hmm. but I'm a fan of electronic devices. They work yeah. for me. Well, this has got a little graph. I mean, it's got your time, but it's got a little yeah. graph on it. Um, what is this? Nixon.com. Yes. You can go and check out their watches. Look at the Base Tide Pro. They got a couple different versions. Uh, this one here is, it's got the little graph on it as well. Yeah. So it shows you when you're going low tides, high tides. It's got the time on it. You can set alarms so that you know, okay, tide's about to start changing. Yes. So, you know, if I've gone out for an hour... You set your alarm for an hour because that way you know you've got an hour to get back before exactly, tide yes. goes yep. out. Yes. And you're fighting it sort of thing. And you have a graphical interface. It shows you as you're approaching low tide or approaching high tide, you know, it gives you an idea of how much slack tide you have or, you know, a slack on the high tide or slack on the low tide. It, it's it's really handy, I think, for... Now, I did a lot of sailing on the East Coast, so we used tide charts and stuff for sailing. But also when I was out in British Columbia... It's, it wasn't as critical. The tides weren't as extreme on Vancouver Island, but it, it is handy to know if there's uh, if there's shallows that you want to get be getting through. You want to be getting hitting them with uh, with a high tide on your side, right? Mm -hmm. So it's uh, I think it's really handy. It's really neat. It's a quick reference right on your wrist to give you the uh, the tide levels and the tide times, right? Yeah. And it, it's I, I just. If so you're if you're sea kayaking, you might want to take a look into either the this the Nixon exactly. one or yeah. or something like it. Because this I, is something that I I would if I still lived on the coast, I would totally buy one of these today. Whether it was a watch or 
I don't know, something incorporated in another, like like, like with the GPS, the locator, yeah. yeah. in-reach sort of thing. Yeah. If they could sort of incorporate it into something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, something like this that's going to tell me graphically, well, look, you're coming, you're I'm, getting close absolutely. to yeah. to out tide. Like yeah. you better turn around and start heading or get ready for what's coming, that sort of thing. Oh, exactly, yeah. I think it's better than, so than, than going, oh, yeah, well, it's 5 o'clock and tide should be coming. Yeah. What time was the, was low tiding yeah. in there? What time? But if you can actually look at yeah. your wrist and see, oh, yeah. look at that. Because, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, picture like mountains, you know, up and down, up exactly, and down, yeah. you know, and it, it just moves across as, yeah. as the day goes on. Yeah. Anybody familiar with like uh, in, in St. John, New Brunswick, there's uh, reversing falls. So it's the St. John River pours out into the Bay of Funday. And so you have a river that flows into a uh, the Bay of Fundy, which is some of the biggest tides in the world, mm-hmm. right? So when the Bay of Fundy, the tide comes in, the t- the high tide, the water flows up river. Yeah. And it goes uh, through... The tidal they, surge or whatever. What's, yeah. So it's a... They go, yeah. they go uh, rafting in that stuff and whatnot. Yeah. So the tidal surge on the Bay of Fundy itself, you can surf for like like way up the yeah, river people there's there's been contests and stuff yeah. to see who could surf there's companies that right? do it yeah but the with the reversing falls it's a n- tight narrow gap and uh you had to nail the tides on the slack so either the low slack tide or the high slack tide just as it's switching between river flow and, and tidal flow and uh, with the when we took the sailboat through you had to nail it because reversing falls is a violent gorge with uh, with some pretty serious whitewater. And people do it in kayaks. They do jet boats up and down that. But right. it's nice to know when the slack tide is. And this, I remember we, uh, me and my friend, we we missed the slack tide several times. So it's like, oh, okay, well, that, we're done for the day. Go home, right? So uh, it, one of these here, we have it right on your wrist because sometimes you screw up the math, right? Or you look at the wrong yeah. date or it's, it's, you really have to, so it's important. And especially if you're a, uh, a sea kayaker and you're, you're going to be depending on like any, anywhere's where there's, uh, it's the, where there's webs or saddles of, uh, low lying land and you have a, a tidal surge that flows over that. If you're going to be doing any island hopping or whatever, like Vancouver Island or, you know, anybody in the U S down in Oregon or whatever you want to for safety you got to know where your slacks are and where you're you know if you're coming into a high tide or going into a low tide which way the flows are going mm-hmm. everything changes it, it, it and uh with uh, with all of these coastal areas it's uh from one day to the next it's completely different it's not like you're going down the river it's like oh you know i know this turn here we have to cut, cut on the inside of the turn because the rocks the outside of the turn yeah with tides things change, change all it, the time it's really hard to predict and if if you're just using tide charts and like, I know, in St. John, New Brunswick, we had, uh, they put tide charts in the newspapers, right? Because yeah. so many people relied on them. Well, the thing I like about this is the alarms. Because if you're out paddling, you're lose, you're track, lose of track of time. Yeah. All of a sudden you hear an alarm go off. It's like, oh. You're like, what's that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> guys, we're done for the day. Yeah. Let's start the heading back. Tides start, right? we're going to go out now. Yeah, yeah. so yep. that, that's we what We don't want to like get sucked it. out to sea. So check out, uh, what is it, Nixon.com. Check out the Base Tide Pro Watch. Uh, I know the one that comes up is lime colored, which, now, you know. Um, they look a little funky, but they say that they've used retro design and retro colors. And uh, so they, they purposely make these things look a little weird. But so it looks like a 1980s watch. Well, no one's going to want to But they have either. some, they, they have <laughs> like 10 different models. Some yeah. of them are fancy uh, metal watches. 
but you know so you can pick and choose whatever you know yeah but the one you're going to take out when you're paddling or surfing yeah is going to be one like this that's exactly yeah waterproof yeah. to yeah eight thousand meters or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so nixon.com check out the base tide pro watch uh it's pretty cool looking another piece of um equipment good for canoe tripping and um paddling uh, kayaking that sort of stuff all types of trips i've had my spot i've still got the gen one spot generation yep. one spot been using that for years but for just having the ability to press sos or somebody to track 250 dollars yes. a year hmm that's a bit steep now. It is a bit steep. And you know, like when I got it, it was like, what, a hundred and, like 140 bucks a year. Yeah. Okay. That's 140 bucks a year just for the, 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 yeah. the, the to carry something around to, just in case. I, I know people are going, well, you know, you can't put a price on your own safety and life. and Yeah. But 250 bucks for something. It, it gets, it seems a little excessive. And, yeah. and the, the rules and, and limitations around this uh, spot I, I'm not a fan. Like I have a spot communicator and I tend not to use it just because with the spot communicator, you can send messages. So, so if I, I set it up people to follow and whatever you set up the whole thing mm-hmm. for tracking and, and I can, I can send personalized messages, which is great. Uh, but I can't receive any information. Right. So if, if something does happen, I can say, you know, Hey, I'm, I don't need immediate help. I have a, know broken leg but things are settled so don't send out the wolf will gnaw my leg off and <laughs> yes. when he's done yeah. I'll, i'm but, out of here but for the most part like uh, the way the way people use these devices these days is mostly as a sharing thing mm-hmm. uh, people like when i go on my trips people like the link Yes. For tracking. <clears throat> exactly. So they can see where I'm going and they follow on Google Maps and, and all that sort of stuff. peace of mind for family. So when you're that, off, Well, and that's why I got yeah. it originally was a, yeah. a Father's Day gift to use to yeah. go and tracking, it's, uh, right? And it, depending on how extreme your trip is, it's it's a backup safety. Like, for mm-hmm. example, uh, Jim Baird, he, he just crossed... Baffin Island. Baffin Island. So, and I followed him every day. He posted that he's windbound, he lost a day, windbound again, lost another day. You know, he, everything's going well. So you could track. You know that he was healthy. He was happy. Uh, you know, a buck was doing well. And, and so you knew exactly where he was along the route and yeah. what route he was on. So there's there's no mystery about his location. Right. So if he suddenly stopped transmitting or whatever, it's like you know exactly where to go find him, right? Exactly. So in, uh, other, otherwise, it's, uh, it's like it, it provides peace of mind. It's, it enables you to go and do more risky things without the concern of of your own safety because you know imagine if something happens you know you've got something you have something so people know where you are where you're going and Mm -hmm. and uh you can call for help if if something really bad happened yeah well i've been using the spot and then this year is the first year i said you know what not happening yeah i'm not paying the 250 bucks i didn't renew my communicator it's it's for for the gen one for what it does I think what Spot needs to do is say, you got a Gen 1, this is what we're charging you. Yeah. You got a Gen 2, yeah. this is what we're charging you. You got a Gen 3 with all the bells and whistles, this is what we're yeah, charging exactly. you. exactly. Because I don't know with, with just just the regular, like no bells and whistles, yeah. 
you're charging me 250 bucks yet the guy with the gen 3 that can do bluetooth and send messages yeah. you're charging him 250 it, it just doesn't make sense i think spot screwing himself over that yeah. um i think they're well screwing the people that still have the gen 1 because the gen 1 has a better battery than the gen 2 and not everybody wants to spend the money to get a Gen 3 if their Gen 1's still working. Exactly, yeah. You know, so, I mean, yeah, it's bigger, but you know what? Yeah. It still does me fine. It's like 10 years <laughs> old. It's still working. It's still doing everything Your it did 10 years ago. Your family can see where you are. You're tracking. But I'm not paying $250 yeah. for a subscription, a yearly subscription for 250 bucks. Yeah. That and you can't if I'm not you, if, if I'm not going anywhere January, February, March, you're still paying for it. I'm still paying for it. <laughs> so like, it just doesn't. It, it's 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 not worth. It's and not worth it. That right there, that one thing about spot, you're paying 365 days a year. You yep. want it, you got to pay 365 days. Yeah. What's really good about the inReach and what I think is what is going to increase their sales and their memberships, there you can. Just say, oh, I'm going to go on a trip in July. So I will put my service into service for just July. Well, I put on on a Paddling Adventures Radio website. I put a little note saying, hey, I've been using my spot Gen 1 forever. I'm not using it anymore. It's just too expensive. I'm looking at it in inReach, looking for comments and suggestions, that sort of stuff. The majority of them are like, get an inReach you love it. Yeah. I love mine. I've had mine for a couple of years. I love the fact that the subscription thing, yeah. that sort of deal. Uh, somebody said, great weather forecast with the texting and maps. Uh, connecting via Bluetooth with a phone is what makes it great. Somebody else said, look at getting a personal locator beacon. Now, the I, I'm going to do some more... Uh, yeah. Some more... Um, research on the the locator beacons but it looks like you've got to register it everywhere mm-hmm. so you got to register it with canada if you're paddling through canada if you got to register i guess if you're in the states <clears throat> that's the way the one that i was looking at we're sort of saying you got to register so you it sounds register. like one of those eperb things that you get on airplanes so if the plane goes down or like like boats and aircraft have them where if um, a boat sinks, this thing will float to the surface and automatically start sending a signal. Oh no, you've got to you've got to still press. No, the button I know. On I'm this, just saying yeah. it sounds like this same device that you use for boats and airplanes, right? For locating them, but this one is just something that you carry around with yeah. you. Yeah, it's just like carrying around a spot, and the, all it does, and there's no subscription fee or anything. Oh, okay. All you do, you buy your unit for like 350 yeah. bucks, and if something happens, press the button. But like I say, it looks like you got it. So if all of a sudden you're going to Australia, well, you can't take it. Because the one I was looking at, it says it's you can't register it in Australia or New Zealand. Why not? I, I don't know. So does that mean I've got if I'm going to the states somewhere, I've got to register it in the states? So and if I'm going to England, do I got to register it in England? If I'm going to Europe, so how does uh, it? It's satellite based. How does it mm-hmm. not work? It, like I assume they just don't respond if I guess they just don't them? respond to it huh so I yeah that's why I say I gotta still do more research in that that's one person said get a person locator beacon because it doesn't it costs you the price of the beacon and then but then it, that's it there's no subscription yeah. your ta- he says your taxes not pay for it huh well, okay but huh. I'll do some research on that but yeah a lot of people say you know get 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 the uh, the thing so I tagged in reach Canada yeah uh, in it and they actually uh, replied to nice replied to our Facebook post 
says, while the inReach offers additional features, the most important thing to remember when comparing to the Spot device is that inReach is a two-way satellite communicator. Yeah. This applies regardless if the device is paired to a smartphone or not. And, and see, that's, that's the important. big thing that we've, we've talked about the inReach before a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, we compared the two of them. Yeah. And that was the big thing that we noticed that, and, and people had said, if you're in a, in, in some sort of emergency situation, mm-hmm. if something in the situation changes, you've got the ability to let searchers know. Yes. Something's changed. You know, I'm stuck on an ice shelf. Ice shelf broke. Now I'm floating out to sea. Yeah. You got to say, ice shelf broke. It's melting pretty damn fast. Yeah. Get your butts moving. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, yeah, so that's, and that's the big thing is everybody was saying is the two-way communications. Yeah. Now, mind you, there are people saying, well, if you want to communicate with the outside world then stay home. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, a ri- that's a ridiculous comment. Yeah, you know what? Like, no, I'm not going out to make phone calls and stuff yeah, like this that. Is not, but I'm if not, something yeah. happens, if I'm windbound or, you know, like being able to send somebody a text saying, listen, I'm windbound, I won't be out till tomorrow instead of today. And that's perfect. Which and is so perfect instead of family sending, you know, the cavalry out to rescue you, it's like, no, I don't need yeah. to be rescued. I'm just windbound. I'm going to be two days late. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're, if you're paddling North Superior. Yeah. You can get stuck. I'm windbound again today. I woke it's, up this morning. It's and been I'm, five well, days. Jim Baird, Jim Baird crossing Baffin Island. Like yeah. how many days was he, was he windbound? He lost three or four days. Yeah. Just pure wind. Yeah. He just couldn't get up. I think there was one he got up, packed up. Traveled about an hour, said it was so bad he had to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, but we knew that. Because he was Because he, he, exactly. he made a message saying, hey, you know what? Exactly. I'm just not, it's not happening, which is cool. Uh, the difference between the SE and the Explorer models, the main difference is the uh, Explorer allows you to upload and modify different maps and view, use these on the device itself or while paired with a phone. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because if yeah, I mean if like the topographical maps, yeah, you can upload and adjust them to what you need, mm-hmm. right? Edit them to what you need, sort of thing. See, that's great. And I think before we get too far into this, uh, like it's the pairing to the phone thing that I think is key because they say it works whether you pair the phone or not. Or not, yeah. My spot communicator. The only th- if I don't pair it with a phone, the only thing that is good for is pushing the SOS button. None of the other functions will work. No tracking, no nothing. So really? in the morning, if I'm going to get off and, and head out in the water for the day, I have to turn on the uh, the spot communicator, turn on my phone, pair them together and tell through the phone, tell spot communicator, start tracking, do whatever. So if I don't, if my phone battery dies or whatever, or say I don't want to bring my phone, the spot communicator is only a push button. That's all it's good for. No tracking, no nothing. Because because the phone has to tell it what to do. Yeah, and see, that's, that's to me, so that's useless. It, yeah, I, and I don't want to be tied to the phone like that on a no. trip, right? No. I, I want to be able to, uh, I'll bring the phone, because I'm not going to leave it in the car so some jerk can break into my car and take it. So it's going to be packed away in my bag, but I don't, I, I my phone, I don't take it out on a normal camping no. trip, right? Well, I'll take it out, but it's packed somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like is, is, it was with my car keys exactly. and my wallet. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. it, it's packed. Yeah. Um, so, and that's why I like the, I like the idea of the inReach. And I'm, I'm like, I'm right about to tip over that fence to uh, purchasing it, right? Yeah. And well, that's what I'm, I think I'm going inReach. Yeah. So when I go up the Moose River this fall, 
mm-hmm. and they'll definitely have an in-reach with me. Hey, Mike Ranta, he he was he's over the he's like he loves in-reach. Yeah, he had so many problems with spot. And well, you know what? Like, I think a, a lot of the original spot people, yeah, and I'm one of them, yeah, have now just sort of going like, you know what? Yeah, it's just not worth it. I I think spot is not listening to their customer base, right? Yeah. Because it, like I cannot imagine that they haven't heard about these issues from people, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not willing to. Well, change. I know the big thing that ticked off an awful lot of people was Gen Two. That battery. Oh yeah. That just, it just sucked, sucked back the, the powder. Yeah. I know I was on a trip with uh, uh, somebody that has the Gen Two, and I had been using the same set of batteries all year. Oh yeah. And they had to change their batteries. Fresh set of battery at the beginning of the trip, and they had to change the batteries during the trip. Huh. It it was wow. sucking them back that bad, and like I used my batteries for two whole years before I had to change them. <laughs> and it was just like, wow, they they couldn't even go like they couldn't go two yeah, weeks without exactly. having to change the batteries. Yeah. That was a big issue. Yeah. But if you're going out, especially if you're going solo and stuff like that, yeah, I would recommend having some sort of device. Yeah. And I know my wife is feels better if I've got one. That oh, sort exactly. That she because she it's peace of mind, right? But yeah, I think I think I'm gonna now. They've just l- uh, released the InReach Mini, which is a really small thing. Yeah, now, it's kind of neat. We, we were joking earlier uh, to all these places like the Amazon and yeah. and Africa, where we've read all these articles about people being kidnapped and exactly and yeah. stuff like that. Well, you just smuggle one of these in your bum, and <laughs> something ever happens, you just. <laughs> <laughs> Retrieve it. Press yeah. the emergency button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that small. The little thing is, is yeah. like looks like a toy. It's so tiny. Yeah, but that's handy. It's like, uh, well, obviously it's going to have less battery life mm-hmm. because it's smaller. You so there's less room for battery. But it's it's a smaller device. It's handy. It it uh, has all the same uses, but it's just a it's a really teeny tiny. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I I, I think I'm going to and I, I might. If I'm going to go, I think I'll go with the Explorer. Yeah. Just to have that map thing. Yes. You oh, know? me too. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that'll be, I'll definitely have one for, for the fall anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We all like our toys. Well, we do, but, uh, you know, like I say, it's a safety thing as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing, I'm doing trips with uh, the wife and I'm doing trips with the kids, each mm-hmm. different ones. Yeah. And we're doing family ones and we're doing, mm-hmm. I'm doing my solo up to, uh, up the Moose River and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So. Um, yeah, you know what? There's a point where better be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. So now with warmer re- uh, weather coming on, you know, if you pack it away for winter and only take it out, uh, in the summer, um, take it out now, charge yes. it up yep. and send a test message. Cause apparently they're free test messages. Oh yeah. Yep. So you can send a free test message. Test your connection to your smartphone via Bluetooth, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and take a minute to update all your contacts and your preset messages, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know with my spot, I have I can go online and set my messages and my contact information and what I'm doing sort of stuff. Um, I know I lent my um, spot to a friend that was going to do the El Camino Trail, or the Camino Trail yep. over in uh, Spain and all that. Oh, okay. Um, so I had to go in and say, you know what, my name is Sean Rowley. I'm on a canoe trip da, 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 to change to her name. Said, here's what we're doing. Here's how many people in our group. And here's oh, okay. our timeline. So that when they hit, if 
they had to hit the emergency button, yeah. then Geosat would know, oh, well, it's four it's women somebody, doing yeah. the Camino Trail over in Spain. Yeah. So chances are they've probably fallen, twisted an ankle, broke a leg or something like that. Yeah. Whereas if it's on, oh, it's, his name's Sean. He's on a canoe trip with a few people. Chances are maybe somebody's lost, somebody's drowned, somebody's yeah. whatever. Had a heart attack on yeah. a portage. Yeah. Um, so that sort of, so yeah, take a minute, update your contacts, update your preset messages, that sort of thing. Um, now this one here, the, the tip that they give, uh, the fifth tip, most important of all, sync your in reach before each trip. I'm not sure what they, they think. I'm not sure what with. they mean by that. Yeah. So ensure that your messages are delivered successfully by syncing your in reach regularly. It takes only a minute and ensures your device is up to date with all your preset messages, quick text message, and contact. So I guess what you do on your computer is the syncing part. Is the syncing part. Yeah. So it uh, throws it onto yeah. your your so all your maps and that sort of stuff, right? Um, so yeah, if you got an inreach, take it out now before you go on your trips. Don't wait the day before. Yeah. Because that's when things are going to go wrong. Exactly. Or you're you're going to realize, oops. Something uh, something happened yeah. that, you know, screwed Oops, up. I don't have the fancy batteries. My communicator takes those weird uh, lithium batteries. For, well, mine did. Yeah. The so spot it's like, does, yeah. And they're so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what? There's some stores, because they're not a popular seller. Yeah. There's some stores you go to, and they are trying to get rid of them, so they sell them really cheap. Yeah, because their expiry like, dates coming. Having a nice little sip of... Yes. A beverage here today. What, what are we got today? taking up today? So right now, this is not the one we're drinking. Oh, no. right now, right now we're drinking the, uh, so this is Manantler. I always, uh, I often bring Manantler. So Manantler beer, Boneville, Ontario. It's a little, they've, they, I think they're going on almost two years now they've been in service, they've been running. Anyways, we're drinking right now the Liquid Sword IPA. And the first one we tried was, was, uh, hopefully it doesn't sound like i'm having a slur it's death star so death star but it's death's tar and there's you know uh, the tar of death yes so it's a, it's a black ipa and it uh, shows darth vader with uh you know, I, you know there's the grim reaper copyright, yeah copyright yeah. stuff so they instead of a, a lightsaber he's uh he's got a light uh what is it scythe scythe yeah <laughs> And uh, it says Death's Tar. There's that's no moon. It's an imbe- imperial black IPA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a good beer. Yeah, not too shabby. Yeah, nine point seven percent. Wow! Yikes! And what's the uh, liquid? Uh... Liquid Sword is six percent. Oh. Start but, with the good stuff and work our yeah. way down. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the uh, Minute or beer. They're very entertaining to drink. They are, they are. And the fact that you bring them and doesn't cost me anything, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap. No. Um, What's next on the agenda here? There is a couple. This has been making the rounds lately. Oh, wait. Are we going to go for... Nah, a, we're just going to keep on going. Going to motor through? Yeah, we're going to motor through. <laughs> um, There's a couple suing Dick's Sporting Goods. Yes. This has been going around the internet the last a little sort of little, little story. Bit. There is there was a little uh, thing uh, a couple of years ago. There, uh, there was this couple in Oregon who bought a couple of kayaks. Yeah, from it's Dick's so Sporting Goods Town Trip Ten Kayaks. Yeah, back in 2016. 
So they decided, you know what, we're going to go. And this goes back to my little comment earlier about where I'm learning to kayak. <laughs> is um, It's know about boat. three feet deep in spots where I'm going. Uh, it does go to get deeper. Yeah. But uh, you know what, you're going there. If, if you capsize, you know, you can get out and stand up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part. Um, it's calm water. You know, you're not out in big surf. You're not anywhere near rapids. You're not anywhere dangerous. Yeah. You know, you're you're learning in a controlled environment. Well, no, they went on the North Santium River, and uh, now they're seeking nearly half a million dollars in damages from Dick's Sporting Goods. So they bought this pair of 500 Old Town Trip 10 kayaks. Yep. And um, they're claiming the kayaks were dangerous and defective. So they took them out on the maiden voyage. And they're only, they're, they're rec kayaks, right? Recreational kayaks. Said they'd only begun to paddle when water poured into the kayaks and the vessel started to sink. The one scrambled to salvage items sent adrift in the river, navigated her way back to the shore, mm-hmm. pulling her boat with her, yep. the kayak, right? And the other one went, as they say, his old town went full Titanic. <laughs> rapidly taking on water and drifting towards a class two rapid forced to swim and struggled against the current to pull his kayak and or to the mossy rocks on the opposite shore. His oar? That's what everybody's picking up on. The fact that he said an oar is what people who know nothing about paddling call yeah. a paddle. Yeah. An oar. Because we've had that discussion before. We talked, oh yeah, they're oars. It's not an oar, it's a paddle. Yeah. Huh. Y- you know? So that's what they're, that's what everybody's saying. Well, apparently they don't know anything about kayaking. So what are they doing near rapids and fast moving water? Yeah. Right? Um, and that's, yeah, that's what people picked up on. The word choice alone suggests strongly they had no idea what they were getting into. And that the Trip 10 kayaks were not appropriate for white water of any sort. But they may have a case. (laughs) The employee who sold them the kayaks, who claimed to be a seasoned kayaker, told them the foam flotation blocks installed in the front and back were just packing material. Okay. So that sales rep and another employee removed the flotation blocks in the store. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Begging the question, did that cause the kayaks to fill with water? Probably not. Uh, But it doesn't make dicks any less to blame. But does it make them more to blame? I don't know. I don't think so. In my opinion, like regardless of flotation, let's say I'm in a canoe, I'm in a kayak, doesn't matter. Like often kayaks don't have flotation blocks. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the... uh, my whitewater kayak has an inflatable bladder that so it has two of them, one for the nose, one for the for the tail. You inflate them, and that's just to keep the water out of the kayak because yeah. you're in whitewater, right? So, uh, but also I have a spray skirt, so water shouldn't pour into your kayak if you have a spray skirt, right? Right. With or without foam blocks, these were the wrong kind of kayaks to take on moving water. Wide cockpit openings, no bulkheads. 
foam block may have kept the boat from sinking completely, but it would not have kept water from pouring in exactly. or preventing him from capsizing. Yeah. So if you're if you fill your kayak with water, it doesn't matter if there's foam 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 blocks just stop it from going to the bottom of the lake type mm-hmm. thing, right? So it has nothing to do with the usability of the kayak. No. It doesn't, yeah. They it, should not have been anywhere near moving water like that with those kayaks. No, they don't have the skills for it. Obviously nope. not. Lawsuit alleges the effort of wrestling their waterlogged kayaks to shore caused permanent injury in both of them. One sustained a herniated disc with a fragment, a disc protrusion, lumbar strain, and an injured shin. The other strained their neck, back, right shoulder, right shoulder, and right knee, and experienced headaches, altered shoulder movement, torn tendons, shoulder pain, and stress fractures in the vertebrae. Yeah. So have you looked at pictures of the old, tel- ten- yeah. old town tent? Yeah. So it's almost a sit on top. It's uh, it's got a very large cockpit area. Very large cockpit. So like, you, I mean, you have, you're seeing all the way halfway down your shins. If you have a spray skirt on, the water shouldn't pour in. But if this is not something you take on a whitewater river. No, no. Um, to me, that's something like a like a cottage kayak. It's yeah, it's a you fishing know, kayak. Yeah, and uh, whatever. Uh, da, 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 da. Medical, they're looking for medical expenses, anticipated medical costs, pain, suffering, emotional distress, and disruption of normal activities. With the end, and they want a full refund on the kayaks. <laughs> All told, $455,199. There's something wrong in the world if they win this. If this law pro- lawsuit proves nothing else, it's that people should stop shopping for kayaks in big box stores. <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah. You know what? If you you want and and I and I've read I've read a bunch of comments people have said, and of course a lot of people are like these guys are idiots. Yeah. And yeah. The, another comment was, don't just go to some store and buy something. Yeah. You got to do your research first. Absolutely. Because if that's where you're, I mean, yeah, you know what? Okay, yeah, they they took those those uh, flotation blocks out, but they don't know where you're going to be taking this thing all the no. time. You and know, like the flotation blocks are just to help save the kayak. It has nothing to do with uh, the actual physical usability of a kayak. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with the paddling or the skills to use it or nothing. It's just it's like the 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 uh, flotation boxes at the front and back of a canoe. That's yeah. just to stop the canoe from completely disappearing under the water, right? Yeah. It has nothing to do with uh, how... Capsizing or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Once you put water in a canoe, you can't paddle it. No. Uh, and like I say, you know what? My, my comment on this, if you're if you're looking to get into kayaking... Do your homework. Take some training. Do some... Yes. Yeah. Do some do some homework before you buy it. Yeah. Take some training. And if, if you're not taking training or, you know, you're you're going out with a couple of friends mm-hmm. or something like that stay in areas yeah calm you got to learn to use it and use your brain and tell people yeah. you know what i've never kayaked Absolutely. before that's what i've been doing people is i mean i met people and they said so is this the first time for the kayak i said and me <laughs> <laughs> like you've never kayaked before nope, nope. <laughs> oh well then we're staying to watch <laughs> this is gonna be fun <laughs> so so i packed up and went home <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know what? You go in an area where there is the least amount of things that can go wrong. Yeah. 
And if something controlled does go wrong, environment. controlled environment, if something goes wrong, it is easy enough to get out of the yes. situation. Class two rapids. Yeah. You're not just standing up and walking to shore. What are they thinking? Taking these kayaks into that kind yeah. of conditions. So this is another case like, like the shooting in Burrow Creek, Arizona. Yeah. This is another court case I want to keep an eye on and yeah. see what happens because if if the judge says, you know what, yeah, we're giving them half a million dollars, I'm going there's kayaking. something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, complete paddler, yep. but I'm going. Yeah, I'm going out and and <laughs> <laughs> get myself into a situation here. Situation. I need we're to make some money. New shoes a, for daddy. Situation. So. Uh, so yeah, I'm not going to beat that one to death, but keep an eye on that. It's, it's been in the news for the last few days now. Uh, it, it's just one of those things that make you shake your head and think the Darwin Awards. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, I do believe they said one of the guy, uh, one of the, I think the guy is a, uh, a lawyer of some sort. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Somewhere in the in the one of the articles I read. Is uh, yeah, he's he's apparently some sort of lawyer or something, an attorney or something. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So keep your eyes out for that and see what happens. It's it's sure to be. Yeah. It, it's going to be an absolute laugh, or it's going to be a, you what? You gave them the money? Oh, exactly. Eh? You know, like yeah. That's that's the and that that's the problem of the world right there. Uh, rabies awareness month. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In case you get some random. Uh, is, well, we got the let's see, we got the windstorms. Yeah, we got the rain. Mm-hmm. We got the earthquakes happening. Yeah. like two minutes so from my house. Obviously, the zombie raccoons. Well, and squirrels it's, are coming. it's the zombies are coming, <laughs> and they're followed by the the rabid foxes and raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> Can zombies be rabid? Sure, rabid zombies. I I think I think a. Uh, a Does that make rabies, them worse than a regular one? A rabies-infected raccoon, I think, basically is a zombie. Okay, there we go. So the zombies are coming regardless. Uh, ten ways to predict. Now, this is from uh, the Ministry of Natural Resources uh, in Ontario here. Uh, ten ways to um, protect your family and pets from rabies. Number one. And and this is a, more geared towards like your home and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you're out paddling or you're out camping the back country yeah the same thing i mean a lot of these apply have your pets vaccinated according to your veterinarian's instructions because there's a lot of people that take their dogs canoeing yeah so when your dog's out there you don't want them if they do happen to come across a raccoon or a fox or something and they do get in a little bit of a tussle you want to make sure they're vaccinated mm-hmm. right don't feed wild animals you may be endangering your family uh, warn your children to stay away from wild or stray animals. You know, you're in the back country, you're stopped aside somewhere having a lunch and, oh, look at that little whatever. <laughs> this, I don't want to interrupt your story here, but uh, I was, I, it was just yesterday I heard about, uh, it was in China and the cabbie was driving somebody somewheres. He stopped for gas at a gas station and there was a bear. And so the cab driver decided good opportunity to get a selfie with a bear i think i saw that was that china or was that india was it it was somewhere anyways the man died he got mauled by a bear yeah yeah that was india but he got the selfie (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so did the bear. So so it just it, it kind of fits into this uh, you know rules and stuff about you yeah. know don't pet wild animals, don't feed wild animals, don't do selfies with wild animals. Uh, tells you. Uh. <laughs> don't try to trap wild animals that are damaging your property. Yeah. So if you got a raccoon coming around your campsite and he's trying to dig through stuff, don't try to trap yeah, him. Exactly. Yeah. Take steps to discourage wild animals from taking up residence in your home or on your property. Example: yeah. remove brush piles. That's really not backcountry related. No, but, but don't let the bears sleep beside your tent. Yeah, unless he's cuddly. <laughs> don't keep wildlife as pets, because you know you're out there camping. Yeah. Oh, look at that little raccoon. Yeah, wild animals have foaming at the have mouth. Wild instincts. Yeah. Uh, report any animals acting strangely to your local animal control office. I think this is one of the key things as far as Rabies Awareness Month goes. Is uh, like most people have a, well, if you're not an idiot, most people have a basic understanding of animal behavior. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you see unusual behavior from an animal, and it doesn't take a genius to figure out what unusual behavior for a raccoon or a bear or a wolf or anything like that is. If you see unusual behavior, stay away yeah. and contact the authorities. Well, when you're backcountry in that, usually if, if something's coming around, they they'll look at you. Mm-hmm. But if they're brazen enough to come right up, yeah, something's going on there. Something's going yeah. on there. Uh, you you want to make sure you're you're away from that. Don't touch dead or sick animals except to bury or dispose of them. Mm-hmm. Do so carefully. Wear protective gloves and make sure pets can't get at the carcasses. Exactly. Uh, rabies is transferable, right? Don't try to care for sick, injured animals or young ones that appear to be abandoned. Contact authorized wildlife rehabilitator or your local Ministry of Natural Resources district office for help. So yeah, I mean, if you see something in the backcountry, you see a, a baby something or other. Yeah. Don't assume that it's. Don't assume it's abandoned. Yeah. Because it could be the mother could be just gathering food or berries mm-hmm. or who knows what, and uh, and the the thing is like the mother could be peering at you through the bushes. As well, you or the the injured animal could also have rabies, and yep. that's why it's. Yep. Or you decide to pick up the whatever is wrong with the animal and you decide to pick it up and it starts to bleat and cry and scream and suddenly a, a raging mother, bear, moose, whatever is going to go, what are you doing with my baby? That's mm-hmm. <laughs> my baby. Well, the, uh, the the two gentlemen tourists down at Yellowstone two years ago, they thought, oh, look, an abandoned oh, baby buffalo. Bison, yeah. Abandoned yeah. baby bison. So they put it in their the minivan, the truck. took us somewhere and uh, the authority said, well, we can't get it back to the, the mother. We don't know where the mother is. We can't care for it. They had to euthanize the, the bison. Yeah. And it's like these two idiots decided that they thought they were doing something good. But leave wild animals in the woods. It's where they belong. Yeah. it's, it's You, you know, know what? Like, like, as hard as it is to watch animals die and stuff like that. It's natural. Stuff like that is mm-hmm. natural. And you know what? If something's got rabies. Yeah. You Good don't luck. want any part yep. of that. Exactly. Because uh, last I heard, if you get the rabies, you get rabies shots. And it's like a series. It's very painful. It's a series of, I don't know how many shots. I want to say like six to ten shots. It's a lot. In your stomach. Yeah. Like they, they grab a big chunk of your gut. Yeah. Like your abdomen and just massive needle right in there. Yeah. 
I've heard that it's super duper painful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and that's what I've heard is, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even like regular needles, <laughs> so I ain't going after one of them. Yeah. You know. So if some raccoon comes at me and he's foaming at the mouth, I'm playing. He's getting a paddle I, upside I, the head. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing football and I'm the kicker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I stand there. All of a sudden, I hear this scream and this raccoon comes flying through the air. <laughs> Somebody yelled out, yeah. "Touchdown!" <laughs> Uh, for more information on rabies in Ontario and the rabies control program, visit Ontario.ca backslash rabies. They have a whole bunch of information on there about yeah. rabies, about animals, what to look for. And the big thing especially is get your animals checked, uh, uh, shots and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, immunization for your, for your own pets, especially yeah. especially if you are if you like to take your dog on your backcountry trips and stuff like that. You want to protect them. You want to make sure that they're immunized against rabies and 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 whatever. Like it's you know heartworm rabies and all the all the necessary things for an animal. Because if you're going to take him into the backwoods in the backcountry, and he gets attacked by something. Yeah, you 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 can't control an animal 100 percent of the time. No. So all it takes is your dog to you know run off into the edge of the campsite and some rabies infected raccoon is going to latch onto your dog and yeah you know you're going to have to put the dog down yeah because they they cannot. The last I heard, I haven't they, researched. They don't yet. know if an animal they don't has know rabies have, until they cut its head off and check its brain. Yes, basically is what it is. Yes. So, so unless uh, you're going to grab that raccoon that bit your dog and beat it to death and bring the raccoon back out of the backcountry to a vet, which is not safe to do in the first place. No. Then, then you don't know, and you're going to have to hope for the best for your dog. And if they ever start showing signs, then it's yeah. too late. And I'm sure if if you're not sure, they're going to. Um, Quarantine them. Quarantine the yeah. dog, yeah. Yeah. There's just some words I can never remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always find con- it when I'm contain working. your dog. <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm working too hard on a word to remember, I can never remember it. But if it just, if I don't think about it, it suddenly yeah. floats up. But if, it's like, oh yeah, that's the word I was thinking of. Yeah. So you make sure your animals, especially if you're taking them on canoe trips and stuff like that, yeah. make sure that make they sure are. shots are up to date. Totally, totally. And when you're crossing the border... You've got to have the rabies shots form to show the border guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They check that stuff. Yes, they do. So, well, I think that's uh, pretty much it for this week. <laughs> we, t- we talked a lot about a lot of things. We didn't have a commercial break. No, we didn't. Want to have one? <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Man Antler Beer. Yes. Guzzling, guzzling, guzzling. Well, we man Antler a, Beer. I drank it so much, we should make a Man Antler Beer commercial. I Maybe know, they'll eh? start giving us free beer. Oh, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> man Antler Beer. Give us free beer, Man Antler Beer. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Man Antler Beer. Precisely. Free Man Antler Beer. <laughs> yes. Uh, from Bowmanville, Ontario. I don't care what kind of beer it is. If it's free, it's good. Beer. <laughs> free beer. <laughs> beer company. Hey. You send us free beer. <laughs> well, Kevin Callen gets no. Yeah, Kevin Callen gets people bring him uh, scotch. Scotch. Yeah. Um, Fluffy. What's that comedian's name? Fluffy. Uh, Gabriel oh. Iglesias. Yeah. People were bringing him cakes. Yeah. Yeah, because he always <laughs> talked about chocolate cake. Yeah. So people would show up with chocolate cakes to his <laughs> concerts, right? To his shows. So beer, 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 yeah. beer, 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 beer. Precisely. Beer. <laughs> show up with <Yeah>. beer. <laughs> so. Well, and yeah, so look that's at the feast that we had with uh, John Van John Van Berger, Berger. yeah, John, John Van Berger. Oh yeah, from all that we Wisconsin had, beer, uh, Wisconsin beer, Wisconsin and cheese, cheese. The the, ha- the kid- pepperoni sticks were were, were ham. Yeah, like oh, I, I never heard. Why of can't that. we get that up here? 
Because they were good. Yeah. All you need is a little thing of mustard and a couple of those little pepperoni yeah. ham sticks. Just dip them in. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. John treated us well that during that interview. And he's going to come back after his Yukon journey trip, which we're going to be talking to him again about just before it starts. Yeah. So in a couple of weeks. Yeah. We're going to talk to him about, uh, we'll have him on and uh, talk about, because they're, they're about to start it, make sure yeah. everything's all going as it is. Introduces team members and stuff like that. Oh, excellent. Yes. So, yeah. but yeah, maybe we'll get them to get us more. June they're going or is it July? Ham, June. June. Yeah. June, 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 couple weeks away. Yeah. Woo. It's coming up quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's already May, man. <laughs> May 2-4 is coming up soon, too. Yes, it is. Holidays aplenty. Absolutely. That's right. Got all my vacations. Well, except for one booked. But, uh, yeah, all our all our trips are booked now. Yeah. Everything. Yep. 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 I haven't booked Killarney? <laughs> Not getting into Killarney. <laughs> booked like that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's uh, some places, like, it's... Like Algonquin Park, you can always get in if you're not too picky in what yeah. lake you want to get to. But yeah, Killarney is it's very ridiculous. Because it's so central and it's so popular. Well, see, I don't even think it's central. Well, it's, it's a way up out of the way. It is quite a drive from here. Yeah. It's five hours. But it's super duper popular. Yeah. I don't know why. But anyway, <laughs> live and learn. Yes. Now, all we got trips booked and... That sounds like going to be a good summer. That's for sure. Yes. Got a lot of lot of lot of paddling this summer. Except Almost for all every the rain weekend. weekends. Yeah, all the all those rain weekends. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> going to suck. I'm changing my work schedule. Yeah, and we got to get out in the kayaks. Absolutely. We do, we do. This weekend, uh, like, like you say, and I'm going for like seven o'clock paddles in the morning. Yeah. The morning paddles. There's nobody around. Nice, easy, great water. Oh yeah, it's nice and flat. Yeah. And yeah, once once noon hits, that's when the waves start picking up. Yeah. And the wind starts picking mm-hmm. up. So definitely get out and. And start doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to find out more about us, check us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com. The, a lot of our stuff is at uh, on our Facebook page, Instagram page, and Twitter. Yep. You can find our episodes, all 117, including this one. <laughs> you can find them on iTunes. You can find them on the Google Play, Player FM. Or you can click at the top of our Paddling Adventures Radio page. There's a little episodes guide. And you can click on there, and it'll take you to the page with all our episodes, where you can stream them live or download them for your listening pleasure. Beauty. Later date. Road trip. Road trip. That's what everybody's doing. They're going on their paddling trips. They're downloading a bunch of them to their phones, and they're listening to them while they drive. Mm -hmm. So if there's any you haven't heard or ones you want to hear again, download them to your phone, listen to them Bluetooth on your car (laughs) as you're driving to your trips and back. I've been thinking about starting to listen to that uh, our episodes. I was thinking about listening to some of our shows too, but you know what? There's this guy on there I just don't like. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's it for this week. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.